And that is how, if you are someone who is chronically putting pressure on yourself, who feels like you're not doing enough, like you're not good enough, like you're not going fast enough in whatever area of your life, I recommend that you go through this process, take some notes and repeat, repeat, repeat. Welcome to the Live Unrestricted Podcast, a show where you'll learn how to heal your relationship with food and your body so that you can focus your time and energy on more important things like your personal growth. I'm your host, Sabrina Magna, food freedom coach, and my mission is to help make your life happier and healthier without stress, overwhelm, or guilt about food. If you love the show, please do go out and share it. And if you're looking for support with your relationship with food, details about my programs are in the show notes. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump in. If you struggle with putting a lot of pressure on yourself so much so that it triggers negative self-talk, it triggers you feeling badly about yourself, always feeling like you're not doing enough, then this episode is for you because I'm taking you through a personal struggle that I've been going through myself for the past uh past few weeks, I would say. And um, I want to take you through what's going on in my head and how I have learned to deal with this incessant pressure that I put on myself in the spirit of me learning how to be more compassionate to myself and put less pressure, the same kind of compassion that I teach my clients inside Food Freedom Academy. I'm going to try to make this quick and not put the pressure to make this a super long episode. And so today, um, like I said, I want to talk about that that weight, that pressure that we put on our shoulders of trying to constantly achieve these unachievable standards. I'm someone who used to refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. And what I've learned through talking to a few people recently is that I'm not so much recovered as I am a work in progress. And I think that that's really a mentality that we all need to take when we're working on ourselves is that we are never a finished product. And I think that that's something that I do struggle with because I'm constantly on a journey of personal growth and trying to improve myself and trying to learn. I'm constantly reading books and watching watching TED Talks and listening to podcasts. And although that is all amazing and we do want to work on personal growth, I think that a lot of us get caught up in that perfectionism of thinking that once we start something, we are just going to be a finished product overnight and we end up putting so much pressure on ourselves and that's what triggers the negative self-talk of you're not doing enough, you're not going fast enough, there's so much more to do and it triggers some guilt when we're not working on that, when we're just focusing on being and not so much on the doing and on the improving. And this is something that I see in my clients in the Food Freedom Academy, especially at the beginning when we start working together, is they start noticing all of these areas that they're really excited to start working on because they're seeing their relationship with food, their relationship with their bodies through an entirely new lens. And they're seeing all these areas like, oh my God, I want to start changing my my negative self-talk and I want to improve my body image because for so long they were working on dieting. They were working on taking action on going to the gym seven times a day, seven times a week or keeping junk food at the house and eating quote unquote clean. And they were taking 
all of these actions from a place of doing instead of learning how to change their mindset, how to change their thoughts, because that's what I teach them in the beginning, especially when you are new to this kind of work, is that your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions are what drives your behaviors. And so if you want to change your behaviors, you need to reverse engineer. You need to start from, okay, I want to change my behaviors. What causes my behaviors? Well, my emotions causes my emotion, my behaviors. And what triggers certain emotions is the way that I think on a daily basis. And that's kind of coming back to the topic today of putting pressure on ourselves. So currently I was honest on my social media on Instagram that over the weekend, actually over the past week, I was feeling, I was going through a rough patch. I was feeling really tired. I had brain fog. I had a migraine for the first time in my life. And I'm so thankful that it was my first time having a migraine because, oh my God, it is not fun and it is very debilitating. And this migraine came um, right after I got back from New York. So as you may or may not know, if you follow me on social media, Or if you're one of my clients, then hello. Um, But I went to New York, not this weekend, but the weekend before with my best friend. And it was such a fun trip. It was packed. We went to see a show on Broadway. Of course, we did all the touristy things. We ate amazing foods. We walked around a lot. But the thing about this trip is that I didn't really realize that it was coming after six months of just a whirlwind in my life. For the past six months, I have been on the go and I've been putting a lot of my pressure on myself because I know with crystal clarity what I want to achieve in my life. I know what I want to become. I know what I want my life to look like. And I'm very intentional about that because I know that I'm the creator of my life. I know that I can achieve whatever I want to achieve and it takes action. And so in the past six months, there's been so many amazing things happening in my life. I got to travel to New York and New Orleans. I have helped thousands of women through my podcast, just like this one, through my online program, Food Freedom Academy, through my social media. I started therapy, which has been quite an experience, all positive. But of course, it's it's making me dive into myself and uncover myself. I've also started doing some work on my chronic pain from my scoliosis, my chronic back pain, which has opened my eye up to a whole new approach um, to chronic pain, which I'm actually going to talk about in a separate episode and how it relates to intuitive eating. On top of all of this, um, I've also moved in with my boyfriend, which is the first time that I ever live with a partner. And again, these are all amazing things. But at the same time, it's been back to back to back. And I realized after my trip in New York when I came back was that, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and I've been on the go. I've been doing for so long and I've been putting so much pressure on myself and I haven't actually had a chance 
to breathe, especially in uh, the past, I would say six weeks, there was, I started my, um, I started a new cohort for the Food Freedom Academy. Along with that, my boyfriend was moving in and then I went to New York. So that is a lot on our central nervous system. And what that does is when we are constantly on the go, then it puts our central nervous system in a fight or flight mode. And of course, when you finally get to like breathe and come back to it, there is that adjustment period. And I think that that's what my body is going through right now is kind of allowing myself to go back into a rest, into a sense of calm and of ease. And I am, I'm doing a really good job, I think, at allowing this phase in my life to happen. And this, as I was brainstorming and as I was really doing some reflection on how I'm handling it this time around, because in the past, uh, seeing that my body was kind of shutting down. Like I was, I wanted to, I want to sleep more. Um, I have less motivation to exercise and my body is kind of just sending me those signals of like Sabrina, chill, chill and, and rest and, and give yourself that time to come back to yourself so that you have the energy and the motivation to get back into the swing of things. There is those, those internal voices, those subconscious voices that in the past would have snuck in and and said, no, you just have to get back on the wagon, right? You need to get back into taking action and getting things done and moving on to the next project and always having that voice telling me that you're not doing enough. And it took me a long time to uncover the fact that I had this voice that was telling me, you're not enough. You're not enough if you're not doing, if you're not producing, if you're not constantly on the go. And this is the voice of hustle culture. It's the voice of diet culture, right? Hustle culture tells you that you always have to be working. You always have to be doing more, producing, hustling, And then we've got diet culture. Diet culture tells you that you're not enough in the body that you're in. That if you don't look a certain way, if you don't eat a certain way, if you don't exercise a certain way, then you're doing something wrong. And diet culture basically thrives and lifts off of people thinking that they're not enough. So that you invest your time, your money, your energy, your life into the quote unquote solution to yourself so that you can fix yourself so that you can finally feel like you're enough. So you can finally feel good about yourself. But the tragic thing is that we keep chasing that thing that's going to make us feel enough, but it happens from within that sense of enoughness, that sense of worthiness of just being able to be, to be in our bodies, to be in our lives without having to do something more. It comes from changing the way that you think, not from changing the things around you externally, what you look like. Because if you have the same pattern of thinking, which is I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, and you put that pressure on yourself to do more, then 
every step of the way, even if you do lose weight, even if you do become more successful, and I'm trying to make this conversation revolve around more than just body image, but really around any area of your life that you put pressure on yourself around, when you keep having the same pattern of thinking, it doesn't matter how many things change around you because your brain is still wired the same way. How many times have you lost weight And even when you would step on the scale, you felt like it's not enough, right? You maybe hit your goal weight or close to your goal weight and you still don't love your body. You don't still don't feel worthy or lovable or accepted by yourself or by other people around you. And then we put pressure on ourselves to do more and we feel guilty when we're not doing enough. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I know that when I was dieting, my social media was filled with Instagram fitness influencers and people who made recipes and and just quote unquote health and wellness accounts. And I was following them because I thought this is going to give me the motivation and this is going to make me want to keep going. And all it did was it triggered guilt that I wasn't doing enough, that I didn't look like them or that I wasn't going to the gym twice a day. And that guilt is not a driver of positive behaviors. It's a driver of negative self-talk. And when we have that negative self-talk, when we don't have that self-love, when the intention behind our action comes from a place of punishment, of trying to fix yourself, of trying to take action so that you can eventually love yourselves, but you're taking it from a lack of self-love, then it's a vicious cycle. And we never actually end up developing that kind of self-love that we're doing all of these actions for. And so what I want to do as I'm wrapping this up, because as I said, I'm going to try really hard to make this a short episode, is I'm going to take you through like what my internal self-talk is when I feel that voice kind of trying to creep back in and trying to affect the way that I feel about myself and trying to affect my behaviors Because if that voice, that thought is, I'm not doing enough and I need to keep doing more, then the emotion that comes out of that is guilt and overwhelm. And from that, I'll take actions, right? I'll I'll knock things off of my to-do list and then I end up burning myself out. And the same goes for dieting or body image is, If that driving thought is I'm not doing enough and I'm not enough and I'm not lovable as I am and I can't accept my body as I am and those emotions trigger guilt and punishment and negative negative body thoughts and negative self-talk and it makes you feel bad about yourself we may take action like restricting, depriving ourselves, over-exercising, under-eating, and all that leads to is going back to square one, which is feeling out of control around food. So whenever you find yourself putting pressure on yourself, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you're not doing enough, This is my process. This is part of the process that I teach to my clients. And right now, this is a process that I keep implementing for myself. So step one is to pause 
and recognize what's happening. Pause and take a deep breath. And the way that we recognize what's happening is we feel it in our bodies. We feel it when we're putting pressure on ourselves. We feel it when we're overwhelmed. We feel it somewhere in our bodies. Maybe it's our shoulders. Maybe it's in our stomach or in our back or in our neck or in our jaw. We clench our jaw or in our head. Like for me, it was manifesting as in my head, as a headache, as tension. So pausing and just recognizing, okay, I'm noticing that I'm I'm putting a timeline for myself. If you're currently working on healing your relationship with food, on diving into intuitive eating, and maybe you feel like you're not going fast enough, or maybe you're going through eating disorder recovery, and you're getting frustrated that it's a slow process. So taking a deep breath and slowing down and recognizing I'm putting pressure on myself. I'm putting unnecessary pressure on myself because it's not serving me. It doesn't make me feel good to feel this way, to think this way about all the things that I haven't done and all the things that I have yet to do and how how far that finish line is, even though usually that finish line is arbitrary because there's never going to be a day where we wake up and think, okay, now I'm good. No more personal growth. I am done. I am perfect. But that's what we think. We think one day we're just going to be done. We're going to be a finished product. So pause number one and recognize what's happening. And then the next step is what feelings, what emotions am I feeling right now? And we want to be a specific and pinpoint exactly what what is going on in our bodies. And this is something that can be difficult because a lot of my clients, like when you've spent your entire life dieting, you've gotten really good at just pushing away your emotions and distracting and numbing and disconnecting. And so getting clear on what am I actually feeling can be difficult. And so trying to pinpoint, am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling stressed out? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling guilty? Trying to really understand what emotions are happening in your body and where you are feeling them. And then I always ask myself, all right, so I'm feeling this way. So if I'm feeling this way, then I must be thinking a certain thought or a certain pattern of thought that is making me feel this way, that is creating this emotion in my body. So what thought am I having right now that's making me feel this way? And maybe that thought for you might be, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. Or you have so long, so far to go. You have so much to do. Look at what you haven't done. Look at what other people are doing. So I want you to identify like what thought are you having that's causing this emotion that's making you put pressure on yourself. And then once you can recognize that thought, I want you to ask yourself, investigate, is this thought serving me? Does this thought make me feel better or worse? And this is an important question too, is like if one of the people in your life who you love and care for the most thought about themselves in that way and talked to themselves in that way, how would that make you feel? What would you say to them? And if you can recognize that this thought does not feel good, 
it's triggering negative emotion and it's not a thought that you want to continue having, then you can decide right there and then, what thought would I prefer to have? What would be a better thought? What would be a kinder thought? And this is a practice of interrupting our automatic way of thinking because all of our behaviors are driven by the way that we think and most of our behaviors happen subconsciously. They happen without making that decision. It's very rare that people choose, I am going to emotionally eat right now. It happens unconsciously. It happens automatically. We feel a negative emotion. We reach for food. And actually what I teach in the Food Freedom Academy is how to intentionally emotionally eat. But a lot of our behaviors happen without us making our conscious decision to do so. And it's because of the way that we're thinking. We don't intentionally choose how we think. At least most people do, unless you've learned how to do this kind of cognitive work. But we don't intentionally choose. And so we let our thoughts run our lives instead of us creating our lives through creating our own thoughts. And so when you get to interrupt in the moment, I don't like this thought. I have been thinking this thought for 5, 10, 20 years, but why? I don't like it. It's not serving me and I don't want to continue to think this way. How would I prefer to think? How would I prefer to feel about myself? So if you're having this thought that there is so much to do, there is so much I'm not doing, then what is a better thought that makes me feel more at ease, more at peace, more calm, more kind to yours, to myself, more compassionate? And it might be, well, look at how much you've already done. And you have the rest of your life to get things done. And there is never going to be a finish line. There's always going to be more to learn. And so right now, right in this moment, what can you focus on? What makes you feel good? And if that means resting, if that means taking a break, if that means integrating what you've learned so far, if that means focusing on yourself and focusing on self-growth, whatever that means to you, What is a thought that is more productive to the way that I want to feel about myself? Because if you want to change your emotions on a daily basis, you have to start by changing what you can control, which is your thoughts. Because you are not your thoughts, you are the thinker of your thoughts. And when you learn that you have full control over how you think on a daily basis, then you reclaim the power of everything in your life because it all starts with your thoughts. Because if your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions drive your behaviors, if you want to change what goes on in your lives, that goes on through your behaviors and your behaviors are changed through your thoughts. So that is the process that I take every time that I find myself putting pressure on myself and it does not feel good. And sometimes pressure can be good. And this, that's a different conversation. Sometimes that pressure doesn't trigger the guilt and the negative self-talk. It triggers that excitement and that motivation. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you're putting pressure on yourself that doesn't feel good and that actually leads to negative behaviors. 
we want to come back to what thoughts am I having? Let's go to the root cause of this all. And how can I change that? How can I change the thought to create a more positive emotion right now? And you might feel that release. Even just when you change your thoughts, you might feel that release. You might feel your shoulders release a little bit more, less tension in your neck. You'll feel that tension headache go away. You'll start feeling better both emotionally but physically as well. And that is how... If you are someone who is chronically putting pressure on yourself, who feels like you're not doing enough, like you're not good enough, like you're not going fast enough in whatever area of your life, I recommend that you go through this process, take some notes and repeat, repeat, repeat. Because you don't get good at dancing by going to one dance class and walking away thinking you're going to be a pro dancer. You get good at dancing by practicing regularly, by going consistently, and by improving your skills. And so repeating that interruption of your thoughts on a daily basis is how you change your chronic thought patterns and create a more positive internal dialogue for yourself. So I hope that this was helpful. If it was, do not hesitate to send it to someone you love who might struggle with chronic um, perfectionism and putting pressure on themselves so that they can start changing their thoughts as well. So please, as you walk away from this, be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself, treat and speak to yourself the way that you would a loved one. And as you practice this regularly, watch your entire life start changing. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you found it valuable, I would love if you would share it with someone you know that could benefit. If you're loving the show, don't forget to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. I really love hearing feedback from you, so please leave a rating and review over on Apple to help us get in the ears of more people who need it the most. Finally, come hang out with me on Instagram at Sabrina Magna Health for more educational content and get up close and personal with me. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.